0: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Stuff No One Told Us About Weight Loss. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Eloise and today we're gonna be talking about journaling. How and why to start a journaling habit. So in September, we're going to be making it our focus to document and share our journaling habits. How we're sort of increasing the consistency with that because like any other habit, the more consistent you are with journaling, the more you ultimately get out of journaling itself. And so Eloise, I mean, you were tracking and sharing your habits in August.
1: Yeah. If you listened to our episode last week, I actually shared how I was tracking my habits in August and some things that I learned along the way. But journaling was one of the habits that I was tracking through August. And when I was recently sitting down to have a look at how I went and have a look at the data of my habits, I noticed that journaling was one of the habits that I tended not to prioritize, I tended to skip the journaling the most out of any of the habits really because I just didn't schedule it in and it wasn't one of my priorities I was prioritizing other habits which is fine and so I just decided that look I know the benefits of journaling and I know that it's something that I really want to do more of personally and in order to do more of it I have to prioritize it and so in September, that's exactly what I'm doing.
0: So when you sort of talk about the benefits of journaling, what led you to take up a journaling habit?
1: In the past, journaling was something that I always thought that I hated. <laughs> I thought that it was really difficult to sit there and write things down. Like I was always like, well, I don't know what to write and this is boring. And what if someone else sees what I'm writing? And there was all sorts of stuff that was going on in my head about journaling and I didn't realize that I was just making it harder than it needed to be. It doesn't need to be so overanalyzed. And the benefits of journaling are really worth it because, you know, especially for someone like me who is an overthinker, who gets overwhelmed really quickly and really easily. Journaling is one of those things that helps you sort of organize your thoughts and organize what's going on in your brain. I like to picture my thoughts when I'm overwhelmed, like this big black ball of tangled wool. And when I journal, what happens is I can unravel that wool and I start to realize that it was just a piece of string. Whereas without the journaling, it just swings around in my head and I can't make sense of it and I can't organize it. As soon as you get it out on paper, you start to realize things are not as bad as what you think you start to be able to work through your thoughts and your feelings and process them in healthy ways rather than, say, jumping to food. And so it really helps in terms of stress management, emotional management, shifting your thoughts and starting to think differently about many things in your life. It's really just one of those habits that is really underutilized by a lot of people. And it's also one that I, t- I think tends to have some negative connotations with it. Like people think that they're either journalists or they're not. And people who grew up writing tend to then think that they're journalists. And people who didn't grow up writing tend to be re- very resistant to starting it. And they don't tend to understand how to actually do it, which I think is something that's really interesting to think about.
0: And so you mentioned something there that was really key about rather than focusing on the food, starting with something like journaling. Why do you think that that's really good for someone if they've got a goal to lose weight. Why do you think that journaling is something that they should really start with as opposed to jumping straight into worrying about the food?
1: Well, when it comes to weight loss, a lot of us have these emotional eating habits which tend to be coping mechanisms. So when we do feel overwhelmed or bored or stressed or any type of emotion, many of us jump to grabbing a snack or grabbing some food. And that was definitely me in the past. And what I find is that if instead of, when you when you do feel emotionally uncomfortable for whatever reason, even if you just feel bored, that's emotional discomfort. And instead of jumping up and grabbing a snack if we're not physically hungry, if you can then turn to a journal and start to write down how you're feeling, why you're feeling that way, what thoughts are running through your head, you then start to learn how to sit with that discomfort without needing the food to rely on. And if we have that pattern of relying on food, what happens is we tend to eat more than we physically need and we tend to gain weight or find it harder to lose weight. And so I know that you've also wanted to get into journaling a lot more lately. So what's, I guess, your reason for wanting to journal more?
0: Well, very similar to what you mentioned before with regards to feeling like there's that tangled mess of wool in your head i think of it sort of a very similar sort of way it's kind of like imagine there's like a bit of a storm going on in your head say like a a cyclone or a hurricane and with journaling it's a brief moment where you can kind of just step into the eye of the storm where everything's a little bit calmer because you're taking what's in your head and you're putting it on paper and you're seeing that hey it's not actually as bad as what is going on in my own head and i think for me it's been really interesting because there's certain ways that I think about things and how I respond to certain things. And I'm a lot more conscious of it now. And I know that that is directly related to how I'm thinking about certain things, how you think about things then influences how you feel about things. And that influences your behavior that you take. And so working back through that, if you ultimately want to change your behavior, you've got to start with what are the sort of thoughts that are going through your your mind and being aware of that. And it's, a really simple process of taking it out of your mind, putting it on paper, and then looking at it from a different lens, from a more objective perspective.
1: Yeah, and I think journaling is just one of those things that's really accessible as well. Mm. Because I know that obviously you've got pen and paper, everyone has access to pen and paper, but even if you are on the go, we all have our phone. Mm. And so you can type a note in your phone and that can also be a form of journaling. So it's one of those things where even if you're traveling, you can still keep up your journaling habit, even if it's not necessarily with pen and paper. And yeah. so it just makes it super accessible to every single person.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the other things too is journaling as a whole is a massive umbrella statement. There are so many different ways and techniques and yeah. you know tactics that you can use with this. It doesn't always have to be writing something down and having this huge revelation,
1: Well, usually it's not, actually. It's a conversation I've had with many clients in the past where they felt like the journaling wasn't working or they felt like they were doing it wrong because every time they wrote something down, they weren't having these mind-blowing moments. Mm. The process of journaling is what's important, but not every session is this mind-blowing, as you said, revelation. It's one of those things where it will pay off in the end. Mm. But it doesn't feel like it's doing anything sometimes when you're actually doing it. But the more you do it, the more likely it's going to pay off.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've got a sort of a bit of a personal story with that. I typically tend to bottle a lot of things up. Like if something's worrying me, I'll tend to bottle it up and it just plays on my mind all the time. And I always remember in primary school, there was a kid I went to school with And he would say, like, if something happened at school, say a teacher yelled at him or like he he didn't do something and, and got in trouble for it, he would then go home and literally write out like a thousand different things that he was thinking about with that thing. He would grab the paper, screw it up and then throw it in the bin. And like, I just thought that was funny at the time. But what he was essentially doing was doing a thought download. He was taking it out of his head into the paper that he was writing it on and then getting rid of it. And he wouldn't, it would not bother him for days afterwards.
1: What's really interesting about that is that's a really healthy way to cope with emotions. Yeah.
0: And it's only, like it's taken me years to actually figure out that that was what he was doing and he didn't even realize that. That was just like a fun thing that he did. And it meant that he wasn't stressed about it for days. Whereas I would find myself typically like hanging on to those things and, and you know it would sort of fester a little bit and play in my mind. And now I'm starting to realize that that thought download is a really, really critical tool, especially if you are susceptible to hanging on to thoughts for longer than is necessary, or they're starting to affect you in negative ways. Like they're starting to frame your thinking into more of a negative way instead of moving beyond it and just focusing on what's the next thing I can do.
1: Yeah. So I mentioned previously a little bit about how I used to hate journaling and how I used to have a lot of negative feelings towards journaling. So what about you? Did you always think that journaling was a tool for you?
0: Well, no. I mean, like, a, to be honest, I always thought journaling was kind of one of those things where people sit down and they're like, dear diary, you know, today I did this. And it's like a full recount of everything that they've done throughout the day. And it's kind of like their life story, et cetera. And so I had that in my mind. And it was very much a case of because that was my expectation. I was kind of like, oh, I don't have time to do that. Like I'm doing other things or like I'll, I'll do it. But then subconsciously, no, I'm not actually going to do that. So it was kind of just this dismissive type belief about journaling. And it wasn't until I started looking into the various forms of journaling. And, and there are ways that you can do it in like one minute. Or you can so sit there for an hour types. doing it. Yeah. Um, so there's so many different types, And they're all going to be beneficial.
1: Exactly. Uh, that's a big one, I think, for me as well. It was sort of like if i'm not sitting down and writing pages and pages then what's the point Mm. but it's like that idea of you really only need one minute to get a benefit yeah if you only want your journaling practice to be one minute that's perfectly fine and a lot of people start there and i definitely tend to keep my journaling on the quicker side of things
0: Mm.
1: but it's one of those things where the more you do it the more likely you are to then want to start writing for longer yeah And the more you explore different types of journaling, as you said, there is that Dear Diary style. Yeah, That's one style of journaling that works for some people. There's also many different types of guided journaling where you're answering questions Mm. or where you're brainstorming different things or there's just so many different ways to journal that there's going to be a way out there that works for you. But you have to be open-minded and willing to find that.
0: That's right. And I feel like hearing from people that, have kind of been a bit resistant to journaling in the beginning and then seen a change. And as you said, you know, having an open mind to it is a really good thing as well and can sort of open your eyes. Like this might be the very thing that helps you move through a lot of things, you know, whether it be changing your behaviors, especially with weight loss, if there's some hangups around food tied in with emotions, this can be really, really helpful. And so what would be some barriers to journaling that you face now so knowing the benefits and trying to make it a priority, like what are the things that are coming up now that would stop you from journaling?
1: Definitely, I think the time is still a barrier for me. And that's why it's something that I wanna prioritize this month. As I mentioned previously, in, during the month of August, I was tracking one of my habits as journaling. And journaling for me, so when we track habits at Fossa, we use three levels. We use a bronze, silver, and a gold level which means basically easy, medium, hard. (laughs) And so my easy on my worst possible day habit for journaling is simply writing three things I'm grateful for. Mm. That's something I can do every day. Even if I don't have pen and paper, jot it down on my phone. So that's something basically that I hit pretty much every day in August. And that's really easy. And I think that is a really great place for most people to start. My second level for my journaling in August was filling out the Morning Reset page in our journal, our Habit Reset journal, which is a journal that our members get access to. And the Morning Reset page is essentially a page where there's a number of questions like, how are you feeling today? What are you grateful for today? What do you wanna focus on today? How are you gonna move your body today? What do you wanna think about today? Certain questions like that, that really just get you thinking about how you can be intentional moving into your day. So that style of guided journaling is what was my silver level or my sort of medium habit level. And I think I hit that around 50% of the time in August. Mm -hmm. And then my gold level that I set for myself was to write stream of consciousness or write more detailed journal entry on the notes page, which would have involved something like finding a journal prompt and then just writing a little bit more detail about a certain topic and how I was feeling about that and what was interesting to me is that for the whole month of August I did not do that one time (laughs) and the reason for that is because I didn't ever decide that all right today I'm going to set aside this time to do this journaling exercise and so after I filled out the morning reset page on the days that I did that I would just shut the journal and be like I'm done Mm. I've achieved my silver level. And that was sort of good enough for me in August, which is fine. I was still doing something and I'm pretty happy with that because before that I wasn't, I was doing it even less of the time. So I've definitely increased my consistency in terms of filling out my morning journal pages with those guided questions, which in and of itself, I think is a massive, massive step, especially for someone like me, who's had a lot of resistance to journaling in the past. But in terms of barriers that I face now, my barrier is moving on from just filling out the page of questions Mm -hmm. to then graduating towards more detailed writing that's really going to help me shift more thoughts and feelings and process things that are happening. And so the way that I'm going to work to overcome that this month is just scheduling in time short amounts of time. So I'm not going to say like, all right, here's my 30-minute schedule. It's like, all right, I'm setting a timer for five minutes. This is the prompt that I've already selected. I'm just going to write on that prompt for five minutes. Mm. Another strategy that I've thought about in the past as well is the idea of just writing a page. Instead of time, you can say, I'm going to fill this page. That's another way to do it as well. But I personally will probably use the time approach just because... I think having a timer for me personally is a little bit more of a black and white, you start now, you stop here. Mm. Whereas filling a page, sometimes it can be less specific, yeah. uh, as in it could take you longer on certain days. Yeah. Whereas it's helpful to know that, all right, I'm just setting aside five minutes.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think also to the intention of what you want from your journaling practice is uh, a really big one with that as well. If you are just new to it and you are kind of getting started, I think the time is a great approach because it just sort of puts some limitations on you. It's kind of like, you know, when you go bowling and you have the bumpers that are up and it kind of gives you, it's gonna guide you to the way. That's that's
1: also how I feel with the way that I was approaching it with the morning reset page. And just answering the questions every day gets me into the habit of just writing something every day. Yeah. And then it's like the next step up is then to write more detailed sentences. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you don't have a habit of opening a journal every day, it's going to be really hard to jump straight to writing paragraphs. Yeah. So you've got to, like, do step one.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at with my journaling. The thing that sort of is the biggest barrier is just the actual prompt of get the journal out and fill it out. It's similar
1: to exercise, right? The act of getting started with exercise is usually much harder than once you're already working out yeah. to just keep going.
0: That's right. Yeah, because once I sort of start, I get onto a bit of a roll and I quite enjoy it, so I'll keep doing it. And we'll talk about this in a second. I've got some different methods that I use on different days. It's never one method all the time. Like, they, they change from day to day. But definitely one of the things that I also use is that gratitude you know if you're having a really rushed day and you really can only do a couple of minutes the easiest thing the the number one place you should start is just writing three things that you're grateful for and not super overthinking it you just want to be really sort of quick about it but make sure that they're always different
1: yeah and you can repeat them sometimes like mm. many days i have similar things but yeah most days you will find that they're going to be a little bit different and i think that i've had many clients in the past who've or really overthought their gratitude and they find it really difficult and Mm. they say oh I can't think of anything right yeah and the way that I like to think about gratitude is like think about in your immediate vicinity so just look around you if something that you can see wasn't there tomorrow if you woke up and it was no longer there would you miss it Mm. would you wish it was back yeah and that's what I like to think about and it's like well that's something you're grateful for right? It can be as simple as like, I'm grateful for having a roof over my head or I'm grateful for this person or I'm grateful for this opportunity or I'm grateful for the music that I listened to in the car this morning. You know, like it can be anything.
0: Again, it's also really driving your attention to appreciating the things that you do have. And I think like you said before, like if it was gone tomorrow, would you miss it? Is a really good way of framing that because like there's there's things around you right now even wherever you're listening to this that if it wasn't there you would miss it mm, but, but we don't consciously yeah we don't consciously think about it that much during the day because we sort of take it for granted
1: yeah i think gratitude's one of those ones that it, it just needs to be a non-negotiable in most people's lives mm. because a, it takes you literally less than a minute to write down three things, even if you're just jotting it down on your on the notes on your phone. If you get into the habit of doing that, what it does is it trains your brain to actually start to seek out those positive things in your life. Yeah. And so just the practice of writing gratitude can absolutely change your life, even if you never graduate to the more advanced journaling techniques.
0: Yeah, and if you are at this point and you're still a little bit skeptical of that a really good book i encourage you to read is called the resilience project the resilience project is a really good book that illustrates that point about using gratitude to actually shift your thinking and he references a lot of personal stories and he, he, he tells the book in short stories throughout his life and how that's affected him and the people around him And at the end of it, he actually gives you some journaling prompts and some exercises to do. And I have a client who does some personal training with me who actually committed to doing this for 30 days initially. And by the end of doing it for 30 days, every single day, he actually said to me, he's like, I'm sleeping better. I feel a lot more at ease. And he's like, I just generally feel different. My thinking has changed slightly. And so he kept doing that. And it's one of those things, the more you do it, the more you get out of it.
1: So I highly recommend
0: that resource.
1: So what are the methods that you're going to be focusing on in September with yourself?
0: So one of them is I actually got a few from a guy on YouTube and he is really good in this space. If you're ever on YouTube, his channel's called Struthless and he has a video called How to Journal. And so I got a couple of these from that and one of them is asking yourself four questions each day. And so the first one is, how am I feeling? And try to describe the feelings as detailed as you can. That's a really interesting question because a lot of us can't actually describe feelings beyond, you know, happy, sad, lonely, tired. And if we're not aware of what those feelings are or what we're actually feeling, often that's why we tend to do things that try to mask those. So whether it be like eating more food or you know, drinking alcohol.
1: Yeah, those coping mechanisms. Yeah. It's interesting because the science and the research also shows this. Mm. There are many studies that show that people who are not able to explain how they're feeling as accurately are people who also experience, have higher perceptions of stress mm. than people who can explain how they're feeling and communicate that. So it's a skill that can be practiced, the more that you sit down and actually think about how do I feel right now? Where do I feel this in my body? How does it feel like, what label would I give to this?
0: Mm. So yeah, the four questions start with that. How am I feeling? The next one is what excited me today? And again, this is kind of like the the gratitude one where you're actually trying to seek out what were the things in that happened today that made me feel good, that excited me. Um, And even if you've had like a terrible day, I almost guarantee that there will be something even if no matter how small it is something that gave you a little bit of excitement and what we're trying to do is essentially train our brain to seek those things out so it can be really small and for all of these questions what i simply do is just write top points with each one don't try to overthink it too much but you're just trying to get those thoughts out of your mind the third question is what drained me today this is a really important one because. What you're going to do if you do use these four questions each day is look for patterns. If the same things keep coming up, that's obviously an area to focus on to try and change things. And then, question number four is, What did I learn today? So, that age old saying of, you know, you learn something every day, this is where you're trying to apply that. And you're trying to think of, What's something that I didn't know yesterday that now I know? And again, it can be really small
1: an extra way to think about this question of what did I learn can be what did I learn from the way that I showed up today or what happened to me today and really thinking about instead of looking at what's gone wrong or what you've done wrong or even what you've done right start to look at what can I learn from my experiences today Mm. and then you start to actually grow and move forward
0: yeah that's right And so one of the other things that I like to use, and this is another strategy, is identifying the thoughts and actions that you wanna change and breaking it down into the small details of what happened. So for example, I'll give you an example of something that happened to me today. I was driving along and someone pulled out in front of me. And in that moment, I kind of reacted a little bit. So I can write that down and can go through that particular situation and go like, what happened, what were the facts? And what that does is it takes the emotional edge off it because it's really easy to fall into the blame game and you start to you know, have all these emotions going and the thoughts going, but when you actually take the facts out and put them on paper, it's really easy to see like, hey, this is what I could do differently and I would probably get a different outcome and feel differently about it.
1: Yeah, I think the big thing is how do I feel? Because a lot of us get stuck into what you were saying with the blame game of like, oh, well, you know, if this person hadn't done this or if this didn't happen, then my life would be so much better or I would feel better. And it's like the way that you're continuously thinking about this situation is making you feel worse. Mm. The thing's already happened. You can't change it. And now you're just replaying it. You're blaming, you're excusing, you're going over and over. And it's not helping anyone else. It's literally just making you feel worse. So how? it's not productive at all. Yeah. Right, And so on this note, actually, there's a exercise that I sometimes give to clients who do struggle with big emotions. And it's essentially giving yourself five to 10 minutes a day to complain in your journal. And so what you do with this is you give yourself, you set the timer for five to 10 minutes and you write out all the shit that's in your head. You complain, you call people names you call yourself names you talk about all the shit that's happening in your life that's making you feel bad you get it all out in that 10 minutes and then that's all you get for the day
0: yeah like
1: you then that. move on you've got it all out of your head and then you, you then move on without all of that shit weighing you down
0: it's funny because like the more i think about that that's exactly like the story i was telling earlier where that kid that i went to school with he would do the exact same yeah. thing and that's a theme with a lot of these methods of journaling the first step is to try and get that out of your head. So I, yep. yeah, I really like that five to 10 minutes of just complaining on paper.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really like that idea of the, when we're afraid of the dark Yeah. or when we feel like there's a monster in our closet. <laughs> it's really scary when it's in the dark and when you can't see what's going on and you see shadows and it's like, oh, what's going on? I'm terrified. And as soon as you switch the light on, you're like, oh,
0: There's There's nothing nothing there, there. like,
1: oh, I'm okay, right? And that's how journaling works. When the thoughts and the feelings are in your head, they swim around and we overreact, we dramatize, we get really stressed out about what's going on in our head because we can't organize it. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we put it onto paper, it's like switching the light on, and all of a sudden you start to realize that you were perhaps overreacting or you were perhaps being a little bit dramatic. Because when it's written down on paper, you're like, hmm, that's actually a little silly. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> Right? And it happens to all of us. It's how our brains work. It's why we need sometimes just that extra helping hand to organize our thoughts and help with that processing and to help us sort of move on. Because otherwise the thoughts stick in our head and they, just, they come with us throughout our whole day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I just thought of something. I've heard that same thing put another way. And this, you actually have seen this a lot more in movies and stuff. You know, when someone gets really angry and then they they go outside and they like have to punch the punching bag and they've got to like release that energy. That's a physical manifestation of the thoughts that are going on in through your own mind. And a little while ago, I was part of a program and the guy who was running it had an exercise and the first part of it was called Release the Rage and all it was was literally take what's in your head what's swimming around and making you feel terrible and put it on paper and just be as descriptive as you can for like five to ten minutes just get it out of your head because if you leave it in there it tends to manifest in not so helpful ways
1: it grows yeah (laughs) it just keeps growing until you get it out that's right there really is something to that
0: so what about you do you use any of these particular methods
1: Well, as I explained, the two methods that I've been using very consistently are writing down three things I'm grateful for, and also filling out the morning reset page in our journal, Mm -hmm. which just has a number of guided questions. They're really helpful. So for this month in September, what I really want to push myself to do is to answer a journal prompt every single day. So I'm going to schedule that five minutes, and I'm going to pick one question each day and I'm going to just write about that for five minutes. So what I'm going to do is share every day on Instagram stories the prompt that I'm personally writing on that day. And so if you do want to follow along, there's going to be 30 days of journal prompts on our Instagram for you to jump on if you want to. But in saying that, I did just spend a whole month focusing on the more basic styles of journaling with just gratitude and just filling out our daily journal page that has guided questions Mm. that are not too deep. They're like, what do I wanna focus on today? How do I wanna move my body? How do I wanna think about myself today? Certain questions like that. Mm. So they're quite simple. What I'm gonna do is just take that one step further this, this month and go a little bit deeper in answering certain questions about different areas of my life and how I want to improve myself, what's holding me back, what I wanna change, how I wanna grow. And I think writing about that's really going to be helpful. So stay tuned on Instagram to follow along. What about you? So how are you planning in September to specifically implement your journaling habit?
0: Yeah, so I'm going to have the sort of three levels with bronze, silver, gold. The bronze will be purely just focusing on that gratitude. Three things I'm grateful for um, because obviously with, with the bronze level, it's got to be something that's really easy for you to do. I've been consistent with that for quite a while now and so that's going to be my bronze level. The silver is probably going to be more about those four questions which I shared with you just previously. Answering those as often as I can because each day is going to be slightly a little bit different.
1: So that's how am I feeling, What, what excited me today, what drained me today and what did I learn today?
0: yeah and then with gold that's going to be an opportunity to go a little bit deeper so at the moment i'm studying a course with precision nutrition around change psychology and they've actually got some really good journal prompts and they had some questions which caught my eye and these are a little bit more in depth so the first one is what type of person do i project myself to be personally professionally so in other words like how do i show up to the world second is how has this image been helpful Or unhelpful and then the third question is is this behavior in alignment with my deeper identities and values if not why and then the final one is how do I feel other people view me how does that affect what I believe and act upon so that's like they're a lot more deeper than the other ones and you kind of have to really think those through
1: they're really good but you can see how actually spending the time to think through questions like that is really going to help you grow as a person
0: yeah and I think like that's why I've set that as the gold one, because like that's not gonna be an everyday thing. You know So
1: will you do a similar process to me where you pick one of those questions each day? Or Possibly, would you yeah. sit down and try to answer all of those?
0: Yeah, no, I think I think answering one at a time is probably because like you could write a couple of sentences, you could write a couple of pages on each one, and just kind of just letting myself do whatever with each one of those questions, whether it be just couple of dot points or you know a whole page and just allowing myself that freedom to go as deep as I want or just answer it as surface level as I want on that particular day.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. I'm excited for our month of journaling.
0: I think it's gonna be really good. This is definitely (laughs) uh I've been saying for a while that I want to get into journaling and make it more of a habit. And so this is a perfect opportunity to really kickstart that habit and use a bit of the resources that we've shared with you guys to our own advantage, but also demonstrate to you how you can use it as well. And hopefully that's what we've kind of given you in today's episode, a bit of a roadmap of how and why journaling can become a habit for you.
1: Yeah, and something else that I'm especially gonna focus on this month is setting that time aside. So putting it as an appointment in my diary or my calendar so that it's not a thing where at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I just forgot. I just forgot to journal today. Oh, well, I'll move on to the next day. It's like, I'm not going to forget because it's written down that at this time, I'm going to journal. Yeah. If for some reason I can't journal at that time, I'll do it at a different time. But if it's in your calendar, you're 90% likely to actually follow through and do it.
0: Yeah, that's right. And another way that I find works well for me is try to add it to those routines that bookend your days. So yeah, either, so
1: habit stacking.
0: Yeah, either first thing in the morning, I like to get up, way earlier than I need to for anything <laughs> so I have plenty of time to eat my breakfast have a coffee and, and that's going to be a time where I can spend five minutes just writing three things I'm grateful for or you can do it at the end of the day so the last thing that you do and so what I've actually done with some of the clients that work privately with me is get them to do that in their evening routine so we first of all figure out what that evening routine is and it can be even just as simple as like when I brush my teeth that could be your evening routine and that's it how can you then just go right after I've brushed my teeth I spend five minutes doing this and then I go to bed and that's another easy way of just getting it in and making sure that it's going to happen each day because it's part of a routine that you're already doing
1: exactly right I also think it's really helpful if you do have like if you are just getting into it making the goal fairly simple and fairly quick. Yeah. You're still gonna get the benefits from it, but it's really hard to argue with doing five minutes. Yeah. If you can get consistent doing five minutes, then maybe you can increase the goal. But get consistent writing something first. That's right. I think because a lot of us tend to jump, we go, Oh, I want to start a journaling habit and then we try to write pages and pages every single day. It's never gonna last. Yeah. Because you don't have that habit of just putting pen to paper every day. Yeah. So start with that building that habit. And I love the idea of habit stacking. Mm. Like when you're drinking a cup of coffee, when you're eating your breakfast, having a cup of tea, like Aaron said, after you brush your teeth, those moments are really great moments to add journaling in because it just makes sense.
0: So guys, we hope that you've got some value out of today's episode. We've definitely shared a lot around our personal reasons as to why we're getting into journaling and then also, why it can be very beneficial, but then also those resources as well. And if you need to go back and listen to some of those questions again and use those as a bit of a guide, but also stay tuned on our Instagram where we'll be sharing a lot of those prompts with you.
1: Yeah, so thanks so much for listening, guys, and we will see you in the next episode.